Welcome to the Coastline Podcast. We exist as a church to help connect you to God and the people around you, to help you grow in your faith, and to challenge you to go into your community sharing the love of Christ. Three things, connect, grow, go. If you'd like information on what is going on at Coastline, follow us on Instagram and Facebook, or email us at hello at coastlinensb.com. But yeah, how are you guys doing this morning? Coastline, everybody doing well? You having a good weekend so far? It's beautiful outside. We had a little bit of a race yesterday. Anybody go to the race? Erica and I watched it. It was pretty good. But uh, I mean, I always uh, I think it's kind of funny when it uh, comes down to like bike week and race week and all that other stuff uh, because all like us local people, we act like it's a hurricane outside. We're like, I'm staying inside. I've stocked up on milk and water and I'm ready. I'm not going outside with all the crazy people. But um, but yeah, no, it's, uh, it's turned into a pretty great week. And today I'm excited because I'm in part two of a series that we started last week called Core. And we're talking about being strong from the start. You know, when it comes to us as, as individuals, as followers of Christ, uh, I believe that despite what denomination we're a part of, uh, as followers, there are some things that we all have got to agree on, some core beliefs uh, that need to be the root or the foundation for us to grow as Christians, as followers of Christ. And so uh, for this, uh, this week, last week, and the, the weeks to come, the next couple weeks to come, we're talking about these, these core fundamental things. Because I believe this, I believe that if we can get these core parts down and firm and to be, and to be strong, as we continue to grow, we're going to be that much stronger because of it. Amen? You know, I remember uh, uh, we've all experienced probably hurricanes before in the past, uh, but you know that when it comes to trees blown by the wind, uh, the ones that are going to fall over first, the ones that are going to break first are the ones that have the core that is hollowed out, the core that is not as strong as what the rest of the tree is. And so when it comes to us as, as followers of Christ, man, I know that in life there's no way for us to dodge storms of life, but I know very much that we can weather those storms. We've got to make sure our core is solid. So this week and uh, last week and then the weeks to come, uh, we're talking about strengthening our core from the start. Last week I talked about uh, the very first thing that we should do is we've got to put God, we've got to put God first in everything. Uh, Jesus, when, te- when asked about this, uh, what the, the most important law is, he says, love God with all of our heart, all of our mind, soul, and our strength. And, uh, and then he says, and love your neighbor as you love yourself. And as Christians, we connect with that. We're like, okay, well, yes, follower of Christ, I'm supposed to love God. But sometimes it's um, putting it into action is a little bit different than just knowing what we should know, Right? And I want to stop and kind of uh, address something I said last week in the sermon when I was talking about putting Christ first. I had a really good friend of mine come up to me in love after service last week. He said, Brian, he's like, I, I know you probably didn't mean this, uh, but I want to tell you, like, this is maybe what some people heard. Uh, and so I received it, and I want to communicate uh, to you guys just to be very clear uh, that last week someone, uh, he said that it could have been communicated that you said, as a Christian, you don't have to follow, or you don't have to pray, you don't have to read the Bible. And I, I want to clarify that a little bit in this. I believe very much that us as Christians, us, us saying that we're Christians and being Christian, living out actions that are, that are following Christ, that's more about a relationship than it is about a religion. And, and I think that when it comes to relationships, uh, specifically even my relationship with my wife, if, if I ever had to look at 
taking Erica out on a date or talking to Erica as an, as an obligation, as, as a chore or a checklist for us to have a relationship, she wouldn't like that. That's not what she would want from me. That's not what she would hope our relationship is based off of. And I think the same thing is true when, our relation, when it comes to our relationship with God. I don't, think, I don't think he wants you to have a chore or a checklist to have a relationship with him. But I think as every real relationship does have, there should be time spent with one another. And for one, your relationship with God, I think that's prayer. And there should be time spent learning about one another. And we've got this great book called The Bible where we can learn about God, we can learn about Jesus. And so I think both of these things are very good things to do. I think they're good practices as we put God first. But what I wanted to communicate last week, which I might not have, is that it's not a chore or it's a checklist. It is something that we do by choice. You guys with me so far? Sweet. So I'm going to kind of springboard off of that today uh, as we talk about community. But the first thing I'm going to do is I'm going to pray for us, and then we will jump in. Heavenly Father, I thank you so much for how you're continuing to teach us and train us up. God, as, uh, as we're your sons and daughters from different walks of life and different age ranges, uh, God, I know that you're still continuing to show us lessons and how we can better our lives and how we can better pursue you and better be used by you where you've planted us. And so I pray that this morning you would give me the words to say beyond what I've got planned out what I can even think beyond what my mind is capable of thinking. God, I pray that you would use me to teach us to invoke change into the world, a change that is something that pursues you. I thank you so much for it to come. In Jesus' name we pray. Everybody said, amen. You know, today in the world that we live in, I think uh, that community and connection is one of the, uh, the number one things that is being attacked in the world that we live in. Now, now stick with me. I'm not, I'm not here to make a political statement or anything like that, uh, so, so please just, just hang with me for a little bit. I think when it comes to community and connection and closeness, it's one of the things that is being attacked the most. It's one of those things that, that is, is the hardest to defend right now because of what's going on in the world. You think we're, we're on like something like 18 months of, of, of COVID protocols, right, where we're, we're creating separation. We're trying not to, to meet in close environments together. We're supposed to be social distancing, you know, and some people there's, you know, the families and stuff like that that just now are getting to the point where they're seeing each other in person. But it's been this thing where we literally we've had to push people away for this long period of time. We live in a world where politically there is, there is no unity at all in our community. There's this thing where it's like this, this giant void in the middle and you're either on the left or you're on the right. And if, you're, if you have someone in your life that that's, you said was a friend and they're posting stuff from the other side, then we're not friends with them anymore and we're unfollowing them and we don't want to hear anything what we got to say anymore. We, we're creating this separation. And the unity that's in, in community is, is no longer a deal anymore. And then on top of that, we have these fantastic tools that we use each and every day that we say that we're, that we're connected with. We're connected with what's going on in other people's lives, and they're connected with going, what's going on in our lives. But the truth about it is, is it's, a, it's a false connection, right? Because I'm going to tell you right now, the, the pictures that I post are the pictures of my family when we're at our happiest 
and the pictures of fish that are at their biggest, and you're not seeing the like 186 catfish that I'm catching in between, or you're not seeing my son running around without pants on all day long because I can't force him to put pants on. So we have this, this connection and community that, that you think that you know in my life and I think I know in your life, but the truth is it's, it's a little false. And so we've gotten to a point where our community, our connection in community is, is being attacked. And it, it's, it's, not, it's not really being defended, defended very well. There's no unity in our community. Now I want to stop real quick, and um, I specifically want to talk about what's going on in the world right now with COVID. You know, we've got a, a great group of people uh, online uh, that are part of our church. I consider our online church that, that you're just as much a real part of our church as, as the people sitting here. And whether you attend online or whether you turn, attend in person, I'm not saying one is better than the other. I'm not saying that, like, you can't do online church or you should be here in person. Like, we're not having that argument at all. But what I am saying is, regardless of where you're at in that tension, I don't believe community and our pursuit of community changes because of that. I think that that might be an obstacle in the way, but it does not mean that we give up our pursuit of community, our pursuit of connection with one another because of it. And so today I want to kind of look a little bit deeper into like, what God says and what Jesus says and maybe what some of the apostles say and people say in, uh, uh, in the Bible to kind of help, help us understand what community should look like and the reason why we have it and the importance, the importance behind it. And so um, the first thing I want to let you know about this is this. No matter what the obstacle is, part of what we want to do as a church, part of what our, our, part of what our core value is, is that we want to connect people. You know, in our mission statement, the first part says that we're, we exist to connect people to God and to each other. And so what we're going to do as a mission is continue to create community, create connection. The way that we do that here at Coastline is, is through groups. And so I'm going to tell you right now, no matter what walk of life you are, no matter what age you are, no matter what sex you are, no matter what your tension level is with, with COVID or anything else or the things that you like or dislike, I want to let you know that, that, that even starting this week, we're relaunching enough circle groups that there is a circle, there is a group that is good for you to be able to connect with. I think groups are important. I think doing community together is important. And so as a church, we want to make sure we're continuing to pursue this calling that God has called us to. So why do we do this? Why is community so important? I think for a couple of reasons. One of them, though, uh, is because this is an example that, that God himself has created for us in the way that he lives and the way he's described himself. In the book of Genesis, chapter 1, the very first book in the very, or the very first chapter in the first book of the Bible, it says this, it says, then God said, let us make mankind in our image, in our likeness, so that they may rule over the fish in the sea. I'm not going to lie, I made sure to keep that rule over the fish in the sea part because, like, I'm, I'm speaking that over my life. Like, I'm going to rule over some fish, hopefully this week. But that, that was actually, let me, let me make sure you hold on to this. God says, let us. Well, who's he talking about? He's talking about the Trinity, right? God the Father, Holy Spirit, 
Jesus as his son. Literally, like when we refer to God, it is in the sense of this communal existence between God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. When we baptize people, when people are taking their initial step, their, their public declaration and being a follower of Christ, I literally say, in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. So God, in, in, in how he has lived and how he has taught us about him, himself exists in this community of Trinity. But not only that, in his creation of us, he's been sure to communicate to us that living life alone, that, that ain't it. Look at your neighbor and say, that ain't it. That ain't it. All you people that are really, really uh, good at grammar and stuff like that, you don't like that. The pastor just told you to say, ain't. Ain't, ain't a word, except it is. Genesis chapter 2, verse 18, says, The Lord God said, It's not good for the man to be alone. I will make him a helper who is just right for him. Said Adam, looked at Eve and said, Whoa, man. That's not a good one. That, that joke ain't it. Erica just looked at me and said, Yep, we're going to talk about that later. But literally, we see, we see God goes, and he exists in a community. The way he does life, the way he, he connects with us, he says, hey, there's, there's, a, there's, there's the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit all working together as one. And then he goes and he tells Adam, he says, it's not good for you to be alone, dude. You can't do, it. You can't do life on your own. And so he creates Eve, and here's the first community. It's not just a husband and wife thing. It's a, it's a communal thing. It's a connection and doing a relationship with one another. Practically living in a community, living in that mindset of not doing life alone, is, it's, it's practical and helpful, right? Uh, the book of Ecclesiastes chapter 4 verse 9 says this. It says, two people are better than one, for they can help each other succeed. If one person falls, the other can reach out and help. But someone who falls alone is in real trouble, we all know this to be true when it comes time for us to move. How many of you guys enjoy moving? If you raise your hand, I'll throw this microphone at you because you're lying. Nobody loves to move. Everyone hates to pack up your junk. I'm going I'm to do a public thank you real quick. My brother-in-law moved. About, how long ago did you move? Three months ago? Two, three months ago. And I told him three times, I said, hey, if you need help, I got a truck. I'm going to help move you. You know what he did? He did not call me one time. He moved his own stuff. And the only reason he did, he says, dude, I know you don't like to move, so I'm just going to make it happen. I'm going to help out our family. I'm going to do it. He, you're the man, dude. I'll tell you right, right now. Everybody give a slow clap for TJ. Public, another public service announcement. It's okay. I will help you move. If you need help moving, you give me a call. I'll help you move. But I am going to judge you if I show up and if your stuff is not packed up in boxes, prepare to be judged. I'm going to say things like, well, bless your heart. Or, that ain't it. If you're going to ask people to help you move, pack up your stuff beforehand, okay? And a public service announcement, that's not going to have anything to do with the Bible. That's just to help you out in life and not be that guy. But we all understand it's easier when you got more hands. When you got people that are helping out and people that are watching your back people that care for you, it's a, it's a lot easier to get things done. 
The Bible talks about that, it's, uh, and this is just from the top of my head, but it talks about that, that a cord of three strands is not easily broken. We understand this when we look at like rope and stuff like that. If you try to hold on to something, pull it with a thread, it's going to break. But if you have a rope that is braided together, it's going to be ten times as strong as that one little thread. When we do life together, when we do life in community, we are better for it. But not only that, it allows us to grow. Proverbs chapter 27, verse 17 says this. It says, as iron sharpens iron, so a friend sharpens a friend. Man, I'm happy that, that I got people in my life that'll help sharpen me. It doesn't, it, I'm going to be honest, it doesn't always feel good. Right? We get into this thing where it's like, I'm going to be honest for a second. We live in a world today where if someone comes and tells us something, even if it's done in love and honesty and, and kindness and gentleness, there's a chance that we're going to be offended by it. I think it's part of the reasons why we, we another thing that, that fights against us wanting to create community with one another is because we understand to have real community, you have got to have a sense of being vulnerable with that person or with those people. The one key that I know that allows me to get through that, especially when, when someone's trying to sharpen me or help me, is only when it comes from a position of love. I'm going to tell you right now, I've got some friends in my life that, that I know love and care about me. And, and if, if, if they come up and talk to me and say something like, hey, Brian, I'm, I'm going to let you know that that sermon last week, that, that wasn't it. I'm not going to get offended because I'm like, dude, you're saying this because you love me. You love our church, and I respect that. You got some people that say, Brian, I don't think the pastor should be wearing skinny jeans. Well, I'm like, well, you don't love me, and so I don't care. You know, you know this to be true, though, right? When people, it's got to come from a position of love. And so this is, again, another side note. As Christians, our call is not to correct people in our lives. We are supposed to help those that we love. But if you can't do that from a position of love, shut your mouth. I'm, I'm just going to be real honest. Sometimes you don't need to say anything. If you can't do it, if you don't love that person, you can't do it from a position of love, just don't say it. When it comes to us growing, though, the best way that we can grow is when we do life with one another. You know, I think of uh, Coastline Church, what happens here on a Sunday, kind of like Ponsonlet Lighthouse. You know, this lighthouse was created for, for people that were lost at sea or people that were going through a storm to be able to find a place of refuge, to be able to, to find a place where they can, can continue to, to get the resources that they need and, 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 and get restocked for what they were going to, the mission that they were leaving on, living on. And I think that's kind of how coastline should be. I think that's how our church should be. I want to be, I want to be a lighthouse for those that are lost, but I think when it comes to how we operate as a church, I think if, if church is a lighthouse for the lost, then our groups are greenhouses for us to grow. See, see you might grow from listening to a sermon on a Sunday. You, you might grow a little bit. 
But if you get into a group with some people that you form some relationships with and you start having real conversations about the Bible or about real life, you start praying for one another, you start, you start dealing with situations where uh, you're I don't, not commiserating with one another, but helping another in, in times of, of struggle and, 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 and when things are tough, that's a perfect place for you to grow, for them to grow with one another. I don't know if you guys know a whole lot about gardening or anything like that. I'm not a great gardener, but I do know this. If you put a plant in a greenhouse and you put the same plant outside, it's going to grow more in the greenhouse than it is out in the weather. Groups are like that. It allows a protective place for people to continue to grow with one another and grow spiritually. So how are we supposed to do this? How are we supposed to do life with one another? How are we supposed to build community? Well, the Apostle Paul writes to a church, much like our church, a church in the city of Galatia, and he says this. He says, carry each other's burdens, and in this way you will fulfill the law of Christ. We live in a world right now, especially like on Facebook, where people want to look like they got it all together. But in their real life, they don't. But they're afraid to be vulnerable with anybody that that person, people might be able to help them out. We've got to get to a point where we're building relationships where, where we can help each other out with each other's burdens. You know, we've got probably three or four of our groups here at Coastline that um, have really started to do this very well. Where something happens to one of them, something happens to, to someone's relationship with their spouse, or something happens to, the, to them physically, and they all jump on board and help out. They immediately start praying. They immediately start supporting. And those people we've seen in the past years grow exponentially more than what we would see someone grow by themselves. He also says to the church in Thessalonica, he says, therefore, encourage one another and build each other up. It's a great way for us to continue to do life in community. Is to speak life. Encourage those that are around us. Encourage each other. In the book of Acts, uh, we start to see this fantastic example of what maybe the early church, and what, what maybe our church is supposed to look like. And, and I, I've, I've personally started, I've had some conversations with some, some friends and some other pastors in my life about like this, this topic of like what, church, what is church supposed to look like now? Like church back then, they didn't have lights and they didn't have microphones and stuff like that. They didn't have subwoofers or, or whatever. They might not even had a drum set. They maybe had a drum But what is church supposed to look like now? In Acts chapter 5, verse 42, it says this. It says, day after day in the temple courts and from house to house, they never stop teaching and proclaiming the good news that Jesus is the Messiah. In the temple courts and from house to house, they never stop teaching. They never stop proclaiming. When it comes to Coastline, I think in the past uh, few years, we have been a church with small groups. 
We've, 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 added, we've allowed small groups to kind of be this thing that, like, we're going to uh, allow this to happen as well. People can build some community and stuff like that. People can challenge one another. But, but, but today, I want to kind of shift our way of thinking. To, to not be a church that, like, people come and attend on a Sunday and they enjoy the music. They enjoy, the, they enjoy some, some jokes that maybe the pastor says. They, enjoy, they, they used to enjoy donuts that we don't have anymore because of COVID. Thanks, COVID. But rather be in a church with, with groups, I want to change our thinking to be a church of groups. Because I, I want to challenge you with this. I, I think based off of what I'm seeing and based off of what I'm hearing and based off of what I feel like the Holy Spirit's telling me, it's not one of those things where the church should be, should be people should be attending the church and then sometimes going to a group or sometimes living in community when, when they feel comfortable with it. I think it's a call that we're all supposed to live life loving God with all and loving our neighbor as we love as we love ourselves. It's this pursuit of relationship with both. And the thing that really rocks my mind is when we hear Jesus talk about this, he says, love God with all. Love the creator of heaven and earth with all. But before he can even take a break, before they can start to re- rebuke what he says, he says, and the second one is as equal to that. Love your neighbor as you love yourself. Live life in community. And so when it comes to Coastline, I, I don't want to be I don't want to be a church anymore with groups. I want us to be a church of groups. And so here at Coastline, we don't have a membership class or anything. We have a connect, uh, connect with Coastline where you can ask questions. That's happening next week? On the 12th. Two weeks. Two weeks. And, and Elizabeth's right. You can ask me any question that you want. Like, I, Coastline is an open book. We don't have anything to hide. There's no one behind a big green curtain. Our curtains are red anyway, so. But there's no membership class or anything. The way that you become a part of our church is to live in the model of the church, of what, what we're seeing here. And I think that we're supposed to do life together on the weekend. We're all supposed to also supposed to grow in community outside of that. And so I want to challenge you today to push past the tension, to push past the the fear of being vulnerable, to push past that, that thought of like, well, there's gonna be people in this group that I don't like. There might be. It's all right. People are hard to like. But Jesus says that we're better off if we can love them and give them opportunity to love us. And if we do life together, life will be better. You're not meant to do life alone. Some of you today, you're walking in here, you feel alone. I won't tell you, that's not what God wants for you. He wants you to do life in community. He wants you to connect with people. Because here's the thing, there might be something that you've gone through or that you're going through that someone else is about ready to go through and they might need to know some information. They might need some help with it. There might be some stuff that you're going through right now, and, and I know the enemy sometimes like tricks our brains into thinking, like, oh, we're the only person that this has ever happened to. But there might be someone in that group who's like, dude, I went through the same thing two years ago. Let me help you out. Community is important. And so today I'm going to pray for us that God that God would take down whatever walls we've put up 
whatever tensions we have that would keep us from, from doing life with community with one another. And that as we continue to live out his example, as we continue to live out his mission and what he says is the core, the foundation of our faith, that we would grow because of it. And so Heavenly Father, God, you know there's so many reasons right now why we haven't been a part of a group or we've never wanted to be, or, or we were a part of a group and, and something happened and we don't want to be a part of one now. God, whatever those reasons are, I pray that you would give us peace and allow us to move past it, that we would take a step of faith and that we would trust you. God, I know people are messy. We're, all of us are messy. But God, I pray that we would not put our trust in people, we would put our trust and our faith in you and that you would use us to continue to build community in where you place us here in New Smyrna Beach and in Edgewater and Port Orange. God, I thank you for all these groups that are going to be starting here this next season. I thank you for the leaders that have volunteered and are opening up their houses, are opening up uh, their, their schedules for this to happen. I pray you continue to bless them. And God, I thank you for the lives that will continue to be changed, the people that will continue to grow spiritually. I thank you for giving us the opportunity to understand and realize and, and put into application that you've not called us to live life alone and to live life together with one another. And I thank you for that blessing. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Before we leave here this Sunday, um, you know, I stopped early for a couple things. One is we're going to invite Elizabeth to come up because we're going to talk a little bit uh, about circle groups. Um, I, we're going to highlight a couple of them that are starting here um, in this next couple weeks. Um, but one of the things I also wanted to talk about was, uh, you know, I, I talked about pushing past the tensions of not being involved in a group. And we'll be very clear about something. Um, I am not uh, asking you to push past the tension of what you might consider the tension of your safety, specifically when it comes to COVID stuff. Uh, as a church, we are, want to be very respectful uh, of that. And uh, I mean, I feel like um, sometimes you're going to have to listen to God and, and, and based off of what your own feelings are, decide what you will do. But one of the things that like I talked about is this is an obstacle. As a church, we're going to figure out our ways around the obstacle. We've got this fantastic tool of church online, uh, but we also have some groups that are going to be starting this season that they're not going to meet in person at all. They're just going to meet online. And so I want to challenge you to continue to take next steps and to grow uh, in relationship and community with one another. So we've got a couple groups that are starting. Uh, first, tell us what's the best way to find out about groups. Best way to find out is either texting in the keyword groups to 386-200-9818 or if you have downloaded the Church Center app, which I highly encourage everyone here to do that, uh, you can click on the little groups tab that's right there, and it will list every single group that we have going right there for you. So you can choose the time, the day, online, in person, just the ladies, just the guys, co-ed, whatever, you'll find it there. It's got a description of it. It's got contact info for the person who's leading Correct. it. Yes. It knows the schedule of what's going on. If you need anything, you can even communicate. I think you can communicate with the with the leaders through it or no? Well, I guess you, it's got their email, contact info. Right. So Once you're signed up, you can. Yep. Uh, so it really is a one-stop shop. If you have not downloaded this app yet and picked Coastline as, as your home church, I want to tell you that's one thing that you should do this morning before you leave. Download mm -hmm. the, coast, uh, the Church Center app. Yeah. Uh, and it's the, the 
uh, groups tab is actually right in the center, right in the center. Uh, of the menu. So, yep. uh, and then there's another thing that they can text. I think the word group. Groups. Groups. Group. Is it plural or, or is it singular? Groups. Groups. So text <laughs> the word groups to 386-200-9818. I know some people take like taking picture. pictures. You can do that. But if you text it, we'll send you the link uh, right away, and you can uh, you can sign up that way. Mm -hmm. And so that's the easiest way to sign up. There's yep. also the real low-tech way, which is... Uh, Come see me. Come find Elizabeth. Come find me, and I will talk to you about it, get your phone number, text you, meet you for lunch, whatever, and we'll figure out which one works out best for you. Uh, Elizabeth is, is, is coaching many group leaders, and she knows uh, the ins and outs about all of our groups. There's no question that you can ask that will stump her about the groups. Uh, and so uh, you can talk to her at the end of service, and she'll be happy to get you plugged into one. A um, couple of the groups that we got meeting, yep. uh, the first one I think uh, you're going to talk about, right? Sure. What are we, what's one group that we got meeting this? First one I want to talk to you guys about is um, an online group that is a co-ed group on Wednesday nights at 6 o'clock. And um, that is for men, for women, singles, couples, whatever. Um, they go through a video-based study. And so you kind of come on. The format is you come on, you talk a few minutes about life, you kind of try to get to know each other, watch a video together, answer some questions mm -hmm. about um, what you just watched, mm -hmm. and pray together. Yep. Um, once it's safer, they might meet for dinner now and then. But. Right now, it's a great <laughs> online option. Mm -hmm. Is this? Uh, I'm That's led by Doug and Patty Lee Davis, who are here today somewhere. I don't know where they are. Far in the back corner. They're back I think in the they, back corner, but they'll be out front um, if anybody does want to meet them. Or if you're online, um, just text in either to the YouTube link or into the Facebook link or text the keyword groups, and I'll get you in touch with Doug and Patty Lee. Uh, it, it might seem a little intimidating tech-wise, but I promise you we're going to make it real easy. It's literally going to be like a maybe like a one-tap link type situation, uh, and then you'll be able to uh, you'll be able to get connected with them. It is. If you're on the Church Center app, the really cool thing is is if you're in an online group, there's a little button that you push that says "Go to link," and it just opens it up, brings and it right up on your phone. Yeah, yeah. it's easy. Try to make easy. it real easy. Uh, second group that we're going to be doing is uh, by the way we've got like. Is it 10 groups? 13. 13 groups mm -hmm. that, are, that are meeting this uh, season throughout the week. So it's 13 different opportunities for you to uh, get connected. I'm going to be starting a brand new one. It's not starting this Tuesday, but next Tuesday. Uh, and it's called Real Talk. Uh, and pretty much this is going to be open to uh, men, women, any age, whatever you want. Uh, we're going to get together at the River Deck. Um, is it grill or restaurant? Tiki Bar and Grill. Tiki Bar and Grill uh, on uh, Tuesdays at 630. Yes. Uh, and primarily, we're going to talk about fishing stuff. We're going to uh, have a small Bible study. We're going to do a little bit of a kind of update on, like, you know, what's going on in the river, what's going on in the ocean. I'm going to invite some different captains uh, and other people that are really interested in fishing to kind of give us, you know, a, a little bit of an update of what's happening uh, each week and maybe some tips and tricks and stuff. But we're just going to have a good time connecting with, um, you know, passion that we have. And so uh, we're going to eat some fish. We're going to talk about some fish. We're going to learn how to be fishers of men. It's going to be great. So Do they have to? know how to fish. You don't have to know how to fish. No, we'll figure that out. You're going to teach them? Yep, we'll okay. teach them. So Sounds good. Real Talk, R-E-E-L, talk. But I don't think we got a graphic, but that's all right. And that's the second and fourth Tuesdays yep. of the month. And it's on the Church Center app yep. and on the calendar. And the reason why it's on the second and fourth is because on the first and the third, we're doing men's night. Yes. At 630. Yes. At half wall. So men, 
If you want to come have dinner uh, together uh, and continue to uh, commiserate about our honeydew list or whatever whatever we talk about, have a good hamburger. Uh, we're going to be doing that uh, on Tuesdays at 6.30 as well yes. on the 1st and 3rd. Yep. So that's this Tuesday, by the way. This Tuesday. This Tuesday. 6.30, 6.30 half wall. Yes. I'll be there. And another group I just want to tell you guys about, it's a brand new group. There's a new family that came. They wanted to get plugged in and connected with other families on Thursday nights at 6.30. It's a co-ed group. Um, so whether you're single, married, uh, have children, no children, children are welcome. They have a couple of children themselves. Um, they just want to come and and have you come over and get connected with them. They are super excited to open up the Bible. Um, I believe that you guys are going to do an inductive style study, right? So basically, you open up the Word, talk about it together, ask questions, um, get to know one another, and we're super excited for this because um, they are brand new here, so they are really eager to get connected with some new faces. So Thursday nights, 6.30, John and Kim, and they'll be out in the breezeway um, after church, too. I can introduce you to them. Perfect. That's three of 13. We don't want to keep uh, going on. We could talk for the next hour about them. Got a lot of great groups, mm -hmm. uh, but I want to challenge you to push back whatever uh, walls that you might have of joining one and get connected. Uh, do life in community. You will be better for it. Uh, the, our church will be better for it. Our, our cities will be better for it. Mm -hmm. And so uh, push through and do life together in community. So um, with that, I'm going to pray for us uh, to dismiss us. But also, beyond that, there's some things going on in the world. Um, Eric and I were talking this morning. Um, you know, there's some crazy stuff going over in Afghanistan right now. Uh, I know they just had a, a bombing where uh, Marines lost their lives. I know there's families that are dealing with some serious heartache uh, right now. And I know politically, uh, it even creates more of a storm. Um, also, along with that, we've got a hurricane that's bearing down on New Orleans. Uh, I think it's supposed to hit today or something, or... And so it's just a really tough time in our world. And so I wonder if as a church we can uh, connect together and, and as one community uh, lift these families up in prayer um, for what they're going through. You guys okay with doing that with me? Let's pray. Heavenly Father, God, we've heard that you have challenged us to live life in a group and community with one another. And so this morning we come together as one church as one family, as one heart, and we lift up uh, the, the families of uh, these young men and women who lost their lives over in Afghanistan. Uh, God, I know that they've got to be going through so much pain uh, right now. God, I pray that your Holy Spirit would step in uh, and would give, give them peace where they can where they can have it, God. I pray for the situation that's going on over there right now. God, I pray that you would give wisdom to those that are in charge, that you would give wisdom uh, to our leaders uh, here in this country, God, that you would uh, show them the right way to go and what is best to help this situation uh, diffuse and us to continue uh, to, to, to push through it. Uh, God, for the people in New Orleans uh, that are uh, dealing with a storm that's bearing down on them. God, I know it wasn't just uh, just years ago they had a, a really bad one come through and just caused incredible devastation. I'm sure that, that we're living those thoughts and, and what happened. God, I pray that, that you would uh, uh, keep people safe, that your uh, protection would flow over uh, that city right now. God, that people uh, would be spared. Um, and God, I pray that, that minimal uh, minimal destruction uh, would, would happen at all. God, um, Father, in, in the storms of life that we're facing 
in our own lives for the, the things that we feel like we're getting blown back and forth on. God, I pray you'd allow us to, to continue to stay strong, to strengthen our core and our faith in you. And I thank you, and I believe that as we continue to pursue you, the best is still yet to come. As always, Coastline, know that you are loved and that the best is yet to come.